the following meditation is led by Tara Brock. To access more of my meditations or join my email list, please visit tarabrock.com. Welcome here, my friends, for the afternoon heart meditation. And it's a pleasure to be with you. We're going to be exploring uh, really how to release the armoring around the heart, sometimes called forgiveness, sometimes called compassion. I found that for some people the word forgiveness just has uh, not great connotations, so you really can go in any direction you want. But the underlying understanding is that for our hearts to be free to love fully there's there's a letting go of what we've been carrying what we've been hardening against that's just a natural organic part of the process and for each of us it has its own pace so one of the most important principles as we approach letting go of armoring is being incredibly forgiving, understanding, accepting on how we might not be able to. You know what I mean? It's, we just can't will it. You can be willing, but you can't will it. I'll be inviting each of you to share, not to share out loud, but to scan really and sense, well, where right now in my life, in my relationships, is there a place I feel ready to explore more fully a kind of letting go? Where am I carrying resentment or blame? And I'd like to, to not necessarily let it go all the way, but begin to move in that direction, have the intention. Speak a little bit about the process and then we'll um, step into it. James Baldwin, one of the most well-known quotes is, I imagine that one of the reasons that people cling to their hate and prejudice so stubbornly is because they sense that once hate is gone, they will be forced to deal with their own pain. And this, in a way, points to the whole dynamic of forgiving or letting go of blame, of anger, is that it requires what I always describe as this U-turn where we go from blaming and directing our energy outward of you're bad, you're wrong, pushing away, to opening into the pain that caused that pushing away. We can't release armoring without really opening into that vulnerability. So that's, that's an integral part of the process, and it's why it's so hard. If I, if I asked you to sense a place where you're holding resentment or blame, and I then said, so what difficult would you have to experience if you let go of the idea that you're wrong or you're bad, this other person is wrong or bad? If you drop that, if you let go of you're wrong, you're bad, what do you have to end up feeling that's difficult? 
And what we find is underneath that, that blame, there's a sense of hurt, there's a sense of dangerment, being disempowered, maybe I'm wrong if you're not wrong. There's a whole, all these layers of vulnerability that we have to, to open to. And one of the big misunderstandings about forgiving or opening our hearts with compassion is that in some way we're condoning harm. That's like the biggest misunderstanding. Because forgiveness in a way is a refusing to push anybody or anything including ourselves out of our heart. Ultimately that's what it is. It's saying, you know, to be free, I'm not going to push out of my heart with hatred anybody, anything including myself. But it doesn't mean that we're condoning harmful actions. It doesn't mean that we put down our boundaries. It doesn't mean we don't take care of ourselves. You can forgive somebody and absolutely commit your life to never letting something happen again harmful to yourself or to another person from that person. So there's no condoning. Really, it's an act to free your heart, and it has ripples, of course, because any way we open our hearts ripples out to touch others. But I want to say, and over the years I've changed how I teach about forgiveness, because I found that when there's trauma, it's not often even skillful or helpful to attempt to forgive somebody. There's a whole other layer of inner work that really is needed for healing and to prematurely say, all right, I should, spiritually should, forgive, actually creates shame. And it gets in the way of the healing. And I feel like in spiritual circles, that's often not seen. There's this kind of, it's kind of just put out there that, well, if I'm a spiritual person, I'm going to be forgiving. But it's not our fault we can't forgive. It's like when we've been wounded, we naturally have to have a scab. And it has its own timing of when it falls off and to try to take it off prematurely is not healthy. Which means it's entirely up to you to really listen deeply to your own heart and sense when it's time to really start paying attention to what does it mean to let go with this other person give you a story some of you might remember from Frank Ostaseski who describes doing a workshop on grief and forgiveness when he was in Berlin and a woman stood in the back of the room to talk. She said, I've been listening to you talk about forgiveness but my father was a prisoner in concentration camps and I can't forgive his killers. My heart is like ice. And the whole room was silent. And the only appropriate response is to bear witness. The woman on the other side of the room raises her hand. He's preparing for the stories of the camps and the grief of the losses. And she says, my heart's like ice too. It feels like a stone. My father was a Nazi officer who was a guard in the camps and I know that he killed people. I can't forgive him. And again, there's silence. And then these two women made their way through a group of 200 people, found each other, and they embraced. No words, they just held each other. And they knew they were not alone 
in their pain. And that was the movement towards freeing the heart. Do you see? It's not to necessarily go, okay, I'm going to go forgive that person, but it's just to begin to name and open and hold each other in the process in a very forgiving and allowing way that we approach it. So I wanted to say that before leading a practice because as I lead this practice, I'm going to start with bringing attention inward to where we need healing and then when I invite you to explore opening your heart to another person, you might sense in yourself, no, that's, it's not my time for that. And that's completely fine. Continue to offer your attention inward. The deep understanding that for me has been captured by one phrase from a movie, so I don't even know if it really came from the so-called African tribe it was supposedly came from, is that vengeance is a lazy form of grief. And what that means is that while we may not be ready to attempt to forgive another, being caught in the blame, in the, the stories of blame, keeps our own body and biochemistry in a really unhealthy place. So the real need is to make that U-turn. And that's what I'm inviting you all to explore. There's an amazing capacity of the heart when we're willing to discover its own vastness. Share one more story and um, and then we'll practice together. And I'm sharing this because it's kind of a local story, a man who worked in Washington, D.C. with juvenile offenders. Most of the youth that he worked with were gang members who had committed homicide. And one 14-year-old boy in his program had killed an innocent teen to prove himself. And at the trial, the mother sat impassively at the court till the end. And when the youth was convicted of the trial, she stood up and looked him in the eyes and said, I'm going to kill you then he's taken away for several years. Well, after the first half year, the mother of the slain child went to visit his killer. Now, he'd been living on streets before, and so he didn't have any visitors. So she, she left him some money for some snacks or whatever, and then, then she started step by step to visit him, bringing food and small gifts, books, so on. Near the end of the three-year sentence, she asked him where he's going to what he was going to do when he got out. And he was confused and uncertain, so she offered to set him up with a job, a friend's company. And then she inquired about where he'd live, and since he had no family to return to, she offered him temporary use of a spare room in her home. So for eight months he lived there, ate her food, worked at the job. Then one evening she calls him and says, let's talk. She says, you remember that moment when I said to you, I'm going to kill you? He said, I sure do. She said, well, I did. I didn't want the boy who could kill my son for no reason to remain alive on this earth. I wanted him to die, and that's why I started to visit you and bring you things, and that's why I got you the job, and I let you live in my house, and that's how I set about changing you. And that old boy, he's gone. So now I want to ask you, since my son is gone and that killer is gone, if you'll stay here. 
I've got room and I'd like to adopt you if you'll let me. And so she became the mother of her son's killer, really the mother he had never had. Since I first heard this story, I've actually heard many stories like this. Van Jones is, does, has this uh, redemption series where he's brought together people who have committed really horrific crimes and the survivors of those crimes, like the parent of the child or the person that can't walk anymore because whatever. And through a whole, it's a whole restorative justice process, but through, they had to have some training, but then having them have these conversations and the possibility of amazing healing when humans get real with each other, um, how the heart can open. So in a way we bring a kind of restorative presence to our own hearts. It's not in interaction in real life with another, but with our own spirit and heart and tenderness, we begin to bring healing to the places that have been wounded so that from a more healed place we can see the other with clearer eyes. And it takes its own time. So in that spirit, let's um, want to change how you're sitting in any way. Please sit comfortably. Take some moments to arrive, you might, as you come into stillness, just notice the state of your heart right now. And honor, respect, however it is, whether you're tired or sad or anxious or open or tender, just to notice how it is. beginning this, this practice with a simple connecting with your own being. You might take a few full breaths and let the breath help further collect your attention. breath resume in its natural rhythm, you might explore what I sometimes call a forgiveness sweep where you actually sweep the attention through the body and sense where there's holding, tightening, tensing against anything and just letting go through the body. And if there's places of discomfort, bringing a very forgiving, caring attention there. Be bringing your heart to your body, letting go, softening, 
And feel yourself inhabiting your body, bringing the attention down, the awareness down into the shoulders, the chest, and the belly. Feeling your hands and your feet. Aware of the touch points where you're sitting so you can feel the weight and the pressure and the warmth. Where you're contacting your seat or cushion, where your hands are touching, feet are touching the floor. So that you know that you're here in this living, breathing body. Senses awake. Perhaps a slight smile, the kindness of a Buddha that benevolence that holds all that's happening. And we begin with our intention, just sensing your intention in your own words to awaken and free your heart. Your intention perhaps to love without holding back, and scanning your life and sensing someone where in the relationship you feel that you're holding on to blame or resentment and you feel ready to explore this more to see what kind of freeing up is possible you'll sense in this flow that this is really the reign of compassion or the reign of forgiveness you'll be bringing the mindfulness and compassion of rain to the situation and you might begin with recognizing whatever has triggered blame, anger, resentment letting that story be in the background so that you can recognize and sense what's living in you right now just very honestly connect and here it might help to see the person's face close in and kind of remind yourself of what's happened the expression on that person's face the words that were exchanged Noticing what arises, whatever is predominant, whatever feelings come up, 
And the allowing is giving them complete permission to be here. It's like you're may creating a real open space for them. Like it's okay. It's this is what is. This is the reality of the reaction that's here. It's respectful. It's an acknowledgement. This is how it is. with the gentleness beginning to investigate you might be noticing what you're believing what the part of you that's feeling blame is believing maybe that you're believing that this person isn't respecting you or caring about you that this person is threatening in some way or threatening somebody that you love letting yourself recognize what story or belief is fueling the blame and when you're believing this how that feels in your body so let yourself examine that when you're believing, let's say, that this person couldn't care about you or isn't respectful or doesn't understand you how does that feel in your body? and often there's more than one feeling if you're angry you might also find that there's hurt or despair or shame beginning to investigate what's really here what's the worst part about this this person is like this and I feel underneath what what are you most upset about what are you most afraid about what are you most hurt about and when you're feeling that fully you might even let your body posture express what you're feeling and you're sensing the worst part about this what's really bringing up the blame you might find your shoulders hunch over or that your hands come into fists or that your face tightens let your face express it too so that you can really fully embody and contact what's there the hurt or the fear, the upset what's it like? what's under that blame? see if you can go right to where you feel feelings the most fully in your body you might even put your hand there so that you can begin to really contact the place from which the reaction's most coming your heart, your chest, or your throat, or your belly and when that place is feeling really strong that feelings blame or resentment 
and you feel into the vulnerability that's there, how does it want you to be with it? What does it want you to know? What does it need? What does the vulnerable place most need? Does it need to be seen? Does it need company? Safety? Does it want to feel forgiven? Loved? And as you ask that, you might sense that you're calling on your highest self your most awake heart and listening from there. And if you need some support from a larger source, then call on that. And call on the Bodhisattva of Compassion or the Buddha or you can call on Jesus or you can call on the Dalai Lama, you can call on any spiritual figure, a grandparent, a friend, call on some other larger source of love and of wisdom to back you up. And listen to what this part inside you most needs. And from your own high self and from whatever larger sources of love you can evoke, offer inward what's needed. Offer the message that this part most needs to hear or remember, the touch, perhaps some image. See if you can imagine care, light, warmth, luminous, flowing in to soothe and comfort, to bring healing to the part of you that most needs it. And as you offer love and let in love, just sense who you are, sense what might be shifting, sense the quality of presence that's here. Notice if your sense of identity has shifted, has opened some. And rest in that a bit. 
rest in the larger truth of who you are. And if you feel ready to explore now bringing the other person into your awareness and attention, then this is the time to now visualize the other person behaving as they have in whatever way has felt hurtful or harmful to you. Visualize them and their reactivity So you're recognizing, okay, this is how the person's expressing right now and allowing it, letting be in your mind, just letting that be, this is what really happened. This is acknowledging an actuality. This is how they've appeared to me. And from your own awake, more intuitive heart beginning to investigate now. How might it be for them? How might they have viewed what was happening? What might they be believing about themselves and you and the world that would drive their behavior? How might they have been feeling insecure, what need was not met for them? Was it the need for respect, for love, to feel important, understood, safe? What might they have been really hoping for or fearing? And in a deep way the inquiry is, where does it hurt? If you could be talking to their most vulnerable self, where does it hurt? Can you see past their conditioned expression to where does it hurt? Sensing your own heart and heart space inhabiting your high self, whether you call it your future self, your most compassionate heart, sensing whatever cares there and imagining that person with their needs met, feeling loved, safe, valued. 
noticing how they might behave or be different if they felt held in care. And just sensing your own being now, who you are when being present, caring, open, attuning to another. Who are you? Sense your identity, if it's enlarged, and rest in that. When the poet Rumi, out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense. It can be a part of the healing to scan and sense if there's any judging that has subtly or not so subtly cropped up in the process of yourself or how you're doing it. More important than anything in this forgiving practice is to notice that and hold it with tenderness, to not believe that you're doing something wrong, to really trust that it's a process, trust the awakening of the heart at its own pace. Forgiven, forgiven. for these last minute or two in the quietness just sensing any part of your being that needs tenderness any waves that are asking for attention and offering your own forgiving heart to them your own compassionate heart to whatever's right here
Thank you for your presence. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.